The government is us, and we're, we're doing things right. The stupidity. Men have, men have been getting on my nerves lately. Wow, wow, wow. She's got tremendous hatred. So Congress, Congress threatens banks that aren't diverse enough. That's their job, isn't it? You're a bank. Let's care about the color of your skin, not the money in your bank. Trump's budget cuts, not near enough, but the Lee brothers have ideas. Oh, we can't wait. And uh, a black UVA student says there are too many white people unconscionable. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Coming up at 5 p.m. today, Virginia attacks the Electoral College while looking to project, protect elephants in a pastor's prayer. Makes them so mad they walk out. Well, they should. Somebody was praying. You can't pray. Democrats Go figure. That is all. At five Happy o'clock. Valentine's Day to you and yours, yours and you. That made up holiday. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. A wonderful day for a neighbor. Bring something to my house <laughs> and leave it on uh, the porch. You didn't give me anything, by the way. I don't Because I don't want to see you. Chocolates or anything of that such. I got nothing. I get nothing from you. All right. Hey, we're up and running. <laughs> Wait four, till five, the first four. break and I'll run out and get you yeah, something. Right. 454-1366. Lee Brothers up and running here outside the Capitol of Commonwealth. 454-1366. And at five, Richard's right. I mean, you got to hear this pastoral prayer that ticked off the Democrats to walk out of the House. And you know what? When you hear someone praying, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, it <laughs> makes you so angry deep you, inside. you got to walk outside. Especially on... But, a day like today to think about it. Uh, well, it wasn't today, but... I know, but th- you today think about a, it today. Exactly, exactly. You didn't listen to anything I said. Nothing. All right, socialism is uh, so cool that Bernie Sanders might get the nomination because of it. As a self-proclaimed socialist, yet we're going to share with you the one clip that shows the end of the Democratic Party. And it, you will not believe that at 5 o'clock. We'll share it with you. That's all coming up. But first, this is the... I, I'm so sick of fake racism because there's a lot of this fake cry wolf racism. Everybody thinks, well, especially among the Democratic Party who looks at half of America and calls them racist. That's how they view America. They have viewed America as all racist and it actually leads to real racism. If you're part of the Democratic Party today and you're not a, dem- uh, a communist or a socialist, where do you go? You have no party. I mean, where, where, right. really, where do you go? Or if you, do you somehow, go to the secret racist meetings or something, I mean, where do you go? If, and, and to your point, if you're part of the Democratic Party today and you do not believe that America is racist, where do you go? Because the Democratic Party believes everybody, everything is racist. And then every now and then the real racist shows up like they did at the University of Virginia this week. A student... At the new multicultural center. Yeah, you heard me. That gives a whole new, <laughs> gives you a whole new perspective on things, doesn't it? There's a new multicultural center. Well, let's just say, for example, that well, there is. But what's that mean? 
Well, a multicultural center means that it can be all cultures, right? And by the way, there's one. This is the problem with multicultural <laughs> crap. There's only one culture. There's a distinct American culture. There's not other cultures. There's other colors of skin, but that doesn't mean culture. It is kind of funny when you think about it, though. Multicultural. Well, well if you could, you could laugh at it. When we probably should, but you, we're you not. Should. There's not. There's no other way to look at it other than if you want to sleep at night. Here, here's kinda, the most. It's kind of crazy. Here's the most outrageous student. At University of Virginia, Jefferson's Institution, listen to this. Public service announcement. Excuse me. All right, so this, this lady stands up. She's a black woman. Stands up at the, multi, at the Multicultural Center, University of Virginia, and, and wants to make a public service announcement. Now, that would imply that it's something, I guess, urgent. or Something that the entire public should <laughs> possibly hear. Right. Here she is. Public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC. And frankly, there's just too many white people in here. And this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're... Oh, hang on a second. Oh, wait a minute. This is a space for people of color? So now we're supposed to look at the color of people's skin. This is a space for people of color? What kind of... Is, is, is there a space for people of no... That is the most absurd statement. And by the way, at that point, at that point, we just lost the microphones or something happened. Oh, I lost. Half we lost. Yeah, we lost. Richard and I were looking at each other like we I can't. went deaf in the left ear at yeah, the same something, time. Something happened. But anyway. You know, on a positive. Exactly. I was going to say on a positive note, all this crap that's going on, there is an asteroid the size of the biggest building on Earth. I hope it hits. Which is something probably somewhere called Mumbai or something. It's coming right at us. It could hit us. It could miss. Who knows? But I on a positive note, if it hits, hey, it won't matter. There'll be there'll be no more Democratic Party. <laughs> well, there's but, no Democratic Party now. It's either the Socialist Party, the Communist Party. Oh, that's a good point. A very small but portion so of sorry. people referred to as the Democratic Party. What a phenomenal. And uh, that's a great point. Now back to the white. Too many white people at the University of Virginia campus. Here is uh, more of this uh, student who wants to stand up in the cultural center and make a statement. Too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up, because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days, and frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at, and there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. You know what I would do? I would have stood up and said, hey, I've got something more important than what you're saying. <laughs> There's a meteor headed right for us. What did I say? The same thing. There's an asteroid headed right for us. It's going to wipe out Earth on the planet Earth. <laughs> it's as big as the world's largest building. Talk about a dent. Holy smokes. And I'm not kidding. Apparently, she's not kidding either. I'm, I am correct in my assumption. It's coming right at us. So UVA student stands up and says there's too many white people in here. They would have said there's too many asteroids circling Earth. Got it right that time. You notice that? That's what I would have done. I would have and said, yeah, well, there's a lot of asteroids circling Earth, too. No, so have. what's your point? No, you wouldn't have. I mean, you think that's what funny and that would have been fun to point? do, but you would never have done that. You would have probably said you are the most racist person I have ever met in my life. 
What kind? Why is it that there are certain in the, in the era of Rosa Parks and Martin Luther who wanted to to stop segregation? Now we have a student at University of Virginia actually wants segregation. I mean, how was this? How was this allowed? If it was a white person, stand up and go. Excuse me. There's too many black people in here. We would be hearing about this as the new Charlottesville disaster over and over again. Instead, we have a black student at the University of Virginia, and I doubt many of you who are listening have, have even heard this. They heard this again. Too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up. Yeah, yeah, let me leave. Oh, let's be yeah. cognizant of the space, of the space that we're back. taking up, unlike the space. Yeah. That the asteroid is taking up as it heads towards Earth at 17,000 miles an hour. Because you it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable. Some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. Right. It's only been right open for four middle. days. And frankly, there's the whole university for it'll, a body It'll wipe that. out. And so there's, there's a whole university. She has a whole university to stand in for you white people. All you white people can stand on all the other parts of the university. But right now, there's too many white people in this room, according to this black woman. Is that no. racist? Four five four thirteen sixty six. Is this woman being a racist? But if in this the grand said by a white things, person, when you've got a what is the name of that virus? It's named after a beer. Corona. Is it Corona or Corolla? You, uh, is there a Corolla, Corolla beer? Is a Toyota. Corona is a beer. Are you serious? Which is it? Which is it, Mark? But it's Corona. Corona. Oh. Now, you can call it Corolla virus. if you it's want. It's a beer virus. You can have it with lime if you'd like. That's disgusting. But anyway, that's a serious thing. And then we've got asteroids headed right towards Earth that are going to take out the Corona. Well, it might do that. It might Boom. take out the Corona. Black, black, black. All right. You want to hear more stupidity? Al Green, who sits on the Diversity Inclusion Committee for Finance Services, called all the banks in. He wants to beat them from head to toe with more claims of racism. What is going on in our cultural and society? He'll finish his, his comments with, and, and uh, y'all need to do something about them student loans, too. No, he doesn't do that. And the banks will say, we haven't done student loans in 10 years. Your phone call's exactly. next. Exactly. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. When Democrats are in charge, there's one thing they like to do. To be tyrants and dictators. Like my brother Scott. (laughs) No, no, I'm in the mold of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. Those guys were far from that. There is something happening inside our culture about diversity that is becoming tyrannical. The House of, of uh, in Congress, the House, not here in Virginia, the House, has a, a group called the Diversity and Inclusion Committee in Financial Services. Now, if you're already shaking your head, you should be. And if you're a Democrat and thinks it's a good idea, you're lost. We're trying to move away from the color of skin. There's a committee that's designed to only look at the color of skin, so much so they called in nine banks this week. And they wanted to highlight to these banks the lack of diversity. As if banks care about the color of your skin. What happened if the banks didn't go? You know what? And they shouldn't. But they stand there like little serfs and peasants. I wish you could see the video, but this is radio. You can't. But 
The video is the most disgusting thing you'll ever see. Congressman Al Green from Houston, who is a tyrant, and you're going to figure it out in a second, is, is, is hell-bent on showing why he's tyrannical. And this ought to scare every single American who looks at this and goes, well, what's the problem? They only want diversity. Uh, think about what a federal government with power can do. Listen to the questions that Al Green is asking these bankers. Listen to question one. Question for you, and would you kindly extend a hand into the air? Kindly. Not so much. So that I may, for the record, record your position. Oh, I want to, re- as the federal government, we'd like to record your position. By the way, in the, in the thing, he actually said, I'm going to take a picture of the hands in the air and keep it in my office. Now, that ought to scare you. There's a tyrannical dictator who runs part of this committee that can dictate the lives of these people and the banking services in America says, just for the record. What record? I don't need to go on record with you. Wouldn't it be funny if his assistants behind him, did you notice them? I always look at their faces and see if they're, they're sitting there looking like, this, this is pathetic. Or if they're sitting there going, yeah, I, I agree. But it would be good if they were doing hand signs behind him. It continues. If you believe that CEOs should be incentivized to ensure diversity in its company's ranks, particularly in upper management positions, kindly extend a hand into the air. Now, just about all of them raised their hand and said, I believe that the CEOs ought to be incentivized. In other words, get a bonus for looking at the color of somebody's skin, not on what the character. What business is it of, of Mr. Green's? Exactly. Zero. Zero. And it should be. Want to I'm hear not going to call him the honorary Mr. Green. He's a racist. He's, he's a racist. Mr. Green Jeans gets more respect from me than this guy. You want to hear another question? And he's been dead a long time. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead. <laughs> Listen to this. Race-conscious regulations are needed to ensure financial inclusion. Raise your hand, please. Race-conscious regulations. <laughs> what is a race-conscious He was regulation. proud of himself. He came up with that all on his own. <laughs> he was so proud. I'm going to say it again because it felt good. <laughs> No one even knows what it is. Race <laughs> don't know con- what it means. Race conscience regulations. I can't wait for a big, powerful government surrounded by a beltway, run by kings and queens, to have race conscious regulations imposed on me and my business. Wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, he continues. I believe that uh, one of our panelists indicated that that would be very helpful. Yes. But one person, raise your hand, please, if you think race conscious regulations are needed. One person said, yes, please. Federal government, give me regulations so I can look at the color of somebody's skin. This is preposterous. conscious regulations at that. You want another one? Here's another question the same moron asks. Al Green, congressman from Houston, sitting on the Diversity Committee for Financial Services, asked bankers this next question. Uh, one more question. Please. Physicians across banks, that 71% of them should be held by men. Extend a hand into the air. 71% are currently held by men, 29% by women. Listen, that does, All I'm asking is if you, you think that's right, raise your hand. All right, let's do it the other way. If you think that's wrong, raise your hand. Oh, and everyone raise their if hand. If you think it's none of my business, raise your hand. If you think it doesn't matter to math and financial services, raise your hand. If you think Al Green's an idiot, raise your hand. I, I can't believe people put up with this. This is your federal government, folks. This isn't just some guy in the street wanting to know if you're diverse. He has the power to force it upon you. 
Is that what you want in the United States of America? You want to, want to hear how he reacts to this? This is his final point. After all the questions, he looks down at the serfs and peasants. Now, he's sitting in a high throne. He's a king, you see. He can look down and say it's not diverse by his definition, and he gets to say this at the end to the, as a benevolent dictator to you serfs and peasants who own a business or a bank. Here's how he ended it. We need to change it, and we need to change it right away. Agreed. The excuse of we can't find any, that's what I'm hearing from some of you. That's not acceptable. We've got to get on with it. Mm. When you have power, you have to use it. Oh, boy. We, we have the power. Feel the power. Regulations may be the thing to do. I, I think the carrot was a good idea. But after having heard things today, I think we've got to move now to the stick. That's regulations. I yield back the balance of my Now, if, if you don't think that's scary, you are, uh, you, you're living in the wrong place. There is a government that can now dictate the color of people they hire, not their merit, not their character, not their qualifications. But there is a government who is now saying you must be race minded. You must be gender minded. You must hire. And if you don't, we will punish you. In fact, we will uh, beat you into submission with a stick. This is a threat from the federal government. Essentially what he's saying. Exactly right. We're going to beat you with regulations until you as comply. if it were a stick until you comply with what the few pea brains on this panel up here think is necessary. This because seventy one percent of you know seventy one percent what percentage of the military is male over female? Probably eighty. I'm guessing. Yeah, maybe it's probably higher than that. But because it's higher, oh my. Which is worthless stat. Let's it's beat a worthless the military stat. with a stick. It's a worthless stat. Yeah, the it federal is. government is empowered. This is why we talk about separation of powers. This is why Richard and I talk about federalism and how the federal government is enumerated in Article One, Section Eight, and why we fight against this. Because this government, you think it's just against bankers? You have no idea what these people want to do to you in your life. And what they're capable of doing. All right, your phone calls next, 454-1366, preposterous, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. In the mold of Madison, Jefferson, and Henry, real Virginians, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Ms. Hutchinson, I also want to thank you about bringing up the poverty draft and this idea of a bootstrap. You know, this idea and this metaphor of a bootstrap started off as a joke because it's a physical impossibility to lift yourself up by a bootstrap, by your shoelaces. It's physically impossible. The whole thing is a joke. Joke. It's a total joke. AOC was there back probably in the 1600s when that whole thing got <laughs> Exactly. The problem was she had laces and not straps. The, uh, is, is anyone surprised that a, that a congressman has come to think that he has the power to demand from a private company on who they hire? Is, is Where have we come in our country that we've lost the sense of what a congressman does? He actually thinks he goes to Washington, D.C. to dictate what a private company does in their hiring and then bring them in and berate them for, for who they hire? What would the title be? Mini dictator? 
This is what our partial dictator. I don't know. Our founders fought against this very stinking thing. And here we are living it again. There is the same thought is in setting of wages. You know, Tom Steyer came out this week and he vows to raise the minimum wage to $22 an hour if he's president. Don't talk too bad about that. (laughs) (laughs) The stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. And your people are just like, oh, that's phenomenal. That is the most absurd. Why doesn't the the federal government just just say everyone makes $50,000 a year? I mean, when does this insanity end? When did that come out? You're in for that one. Yeah. All right, coming up. The budget, Bernie Sanders tax increase, and uh, more of the Lee Brothers. Check us out at 927FM820WNTW.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Virginia citizens and American patriots. That wasn't so pretty. Where a comedy act and a serious thought collide. The Lee Brothers on 820WNTW. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after 432, outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, real Virginians. Don't you wish those guys were back in some form or fashion? <laughs> the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother, sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. T-Rex can run 35 miles an hour. Just <laughs> thought I'd say that. Okay, we that was a clip from 18 years ago. <laughs> Actually, last week, but it's uh, it's perfectly Richard Lee. It is perfect, the uh, T-Rex statement. Um, okay, so just a quick update on what's going on in the General Assembly in regards to guns. The House Bill 961 is uh, Mark Levine is his assault weapon ban. He wants to ban guns that have a hand grip, a folding stock, and other characteristics, which are threats, by the way. A characteristic can be a threat. If it kind of looks bad, we ought to ban it. It probably is. Bad. It probably is bad. That's the training thought of a, of a leftist like Mark Levine from Alexandria, a liberal Democrat, in case you didn't know. So his, his assault weapons ban would, um, would make you, if you have 12 rounds of ammunition in a magazine, you'd be a class one misdemeanor, punishable up to 12 months in prison, and a $2,500 fine. The sale of a magazine that holds more than 12, which is, this is so lunacy, I don't even know where. It, so if you sell it, you're obviously a felon, a class six felon, punishable up to five years in prison, according to this bill that has passed the House. What if they were to say a car was a deadly weapon? Because it could be. No, no, assault weapon. Assault weapon car. A car would be an assault weapon in itself. Yeah. You could take out a crowd. As long as you keep your foot on the pedal, you can take out as many people as you dare say without reloading. But according to Delegate Levine, it'd have to look bad. If the car looked kind of mean. You rolled it it in your backyard with spray cane. Yeah. It looked and mean, you made it more of a mean. Put teeth on the front. Yeah, you know. right. If the car looked more offensive, then it would be a threat. Like like Levine thinks. If a gun looks mean, then it has to be banned. It must be mean. That's just stupidity, people. That is absurd. How a gun looks is irrelevant 
So what if you took all of your assault weapons and painted them pink? What would happen then? Other than you would get the crap beat out of you at the range. I mean, what would happen to you then? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you may not get a beat up at the range. I mean, everyone's got a gun at the range. True. But so you roll in with a pink, pink right. assault weapon. They may like beat you up when you get them, And you lay them out on the table. That's true. But if the pink... Then you snap your finger and do a little twirl before you start firing. You're going <laughs> to get the crap beat out of you. I'm just but if the, But if the pink gun has a pistol grip on the front of it, it's it's banned. But Levine says you cannot have that. So anyway, insane. There, there's some there's some hope with this. There's a couple senators who uh, could could uh, revolt on this. It may not make its way through the Senate, and they could change it. Being a benevolent dictator, they could possibly move it from 12 rounds in a magazine to 17. Suppose you just go around throwing bullets at people, throwing them. Yeah, that makes you an assault weapon in yourself. If you can I, throw I, Richard, hard enough. Richard, I doubt it's about throwing. I, I, I really I know. I, okay. get, oh, I got get it. it. Got it. Okay. Bernie Sanders is proposing a $4 trillion tax increase on everyone but you. It's just <laughs> the wealthy you see. And that's going to have zero impact on you. Zero impact on you. That's right. It'd be easy to pay for a 1995 quarter pounder with cheese. Take the cheese off and you save a quarter. If the tax increase on the wealthy goes through. Now, Bernie Sanders has a plan with your money. He doesn't just want your money for no reason. He wants to spend it. He wants to spend it on things that will help you as a benevolent dictator socialist would. You see, he's got a big plan with your money. Look, you're just a stupid surfing peasant. If only you would recognize that there are people who could spend your money better than you. And, And Bernie Sanders has a right to the wealthy's money. Doesn't he? And once a year... You get to enter a contest and win a one-week's trip to Moscow. Right. Where you sit inside a hotel room and sing American folklore songs. Listen to what Bernie Sanders said about his tax proposal. This is what... Now, remember, taxes were designed for one reason. To fund an ongoing government, which is necessary. The government has no money that at first doesn't take from someone else. So everybody who's got the big government idea to do some stupid policy must realize that the government doesn't have money. It first must take it from someone else. So the idea behind taxes was if we're going to take it from someone else, it should be as as little as possible. The government should do as little as possible. And the reason for taxing is just to make the government work. Bernie Sanders said this. In order to reduce the outrageous level of inequality, we have to have this tax. Oh, (laughs) It's, it's designed to hurt people. It's designed to balance an inequality. So, Bernie Sanders, you actually want us to believe that you're going to go take it from the billionaire and it's going to come back to uh, us? Oh, how does that work again? You mean I get to stand in line for a check from the bi- No, you're not suggesting that, are you? I think they should just deposit it in an account. For us. For us. Under the Lee Brothers. One person at a time. Right. Richard Lee, here's your check from the billionaire under redistribution policies, which are un-American, have nothing to do with free markets and free people. But the communist socialist Bernie Sanders goes, hey, there's no inequality. There's no equality here. I'm going to fix that. That's what his statement is. And there's many of you, by the way, who are listening, you think, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, just make the government steal it from somebody. Then we'll all be equal. If you for half a second believe that if Bernie Sanders gets his way, it's going to benefit you, 
You are insane. It will do nothing to help you. Just in the same way that the wealth have all this money does anything to hurt you. There's no pain caused in your life because there's a billionaire living on the corner. I don't know why and how this has ever resonated with any Americans, but it does. You may actually be working for one. Good point. You're probably working for a wealthy person. They're the ones that own the companies. They're the ones who took the risk. They're the ones that invested the money. And they're the ones that we work for. Right. So, I mean, here's what you find. You, you find many people falling for this because here's how Bernie Sanders words it. It would start with a 1% tax on net worth above 32 million for married couples. And no, oh, you shouldn't worry about that, Richard. You don't make 32 million with your couple. Of course not. So course why not, not a 1% tax on those evil people? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lying dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe Biden. That's another point entirely. You got to love the man. Joe Biden. Leave him alone. Joe Biden. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Leave him alone. Let him go home. Can I just say something about that statement? (laughs) What is is that? I mean, I don't think I've ever heard that at all, ever. You're a lying dog. Lying? Dog-faced pony soldier. Lying dog-faced pony soldier. I suspect he was at home watching a Western. And his the wife old. said, Joe, come on, we've got to go. All right, all right. It, you know, it's almost over. No, now. And he got there. You're and lying dog face pony soldier. <laughs> the lady said something to him he didn't like. And what did he say? He said, You're a lying dog face pony soldier. <laughs> now, first of all, is that an insult? Lying dog face pony well, soldier. Lying is an insult. That is. Dog, dog face. face. There's some good looking dogs. Is an insult. That's an insult. Pony, pony soldier? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Pony, so, pony soldier would be a you know, compliment, I would think. I think most pony of Pony soldiers rode ponies in the, in the war. <laughs> I think most people... Soldiers walk. I, I think... Yeah, do you have that clip, by the way, Mark? Do you have that? Okay, well, look, I think what's interesting about this is half of America went, what in the name of Sam Hill is going on? Who... Thinks this way. What is wrong with Joe Biden to say a statement that no one can even relate to? Isn't lying dog face pony soldier? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Anyway, that's what he was talking about. That's how that's what his view of Bernie Sanders is, by the way. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. Yeah, with your big tax increase on the wealthy. That's how Biden thinks of you. He just thinks you're, you're a, a lying dog face pony soldier. Exactly. So there. There. Uh, Bernie Sanders says under this plan. The well, now listen to this again. This is a benevolent dictator if you've ever heard one. Under my plan, the wealth of billionaires will be cut in half in over 15 years. Now, some of you may be okay with that. But don't let you don't think for a second that it's just going to be billionaires. If a government can do this to anyone, you better stand up and fight against it. Do you know how many people are going to move out of this country? I mean, wealthy people are going to leave this country. If he were to get elected and all he had to do was stroke a pen to pass these ridiculous laws and take the money out of their pockets, you know how many of them are going to bolt? If this guy beat Donald Trump, Trump would be on the next <laughs> plane out of here. Listen to this. 
Inside his tax increase bill, Richard, he has a national wealth registry that would prevent people from leaving the country without knowledge. Well, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I know, I know a young man. He has now moved to Ireland. His father owned a fairly sizable construction company. And when Barack Obama was elected, he shut the company down and he moved to Ireland. And, you know, if he sets foot back in the United States, they're going to meet him at the airport. You're He's a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. He may be, but I'm not. All right, coming up, the budget. Speaking of uh, tax increases and budgets, Mark Warner thinks the reason we have a deficit is because you get to keep more of your money. He's a goofball. We'll talk about the budget next and what the Lee brothers would cut if we had two Sharpies and a pizza. And two copies of the budget. <laughs> that is next. And your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM and 820 WNTW. Tired of talk shows where hosts think they know everything? Call the Lee Brothers. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. We are giving away in the tax code about $1.3 trillion a year. He rocks in the treetop all the day long. That's the mentality. Tim Kaine thinks that we're giving away in the tax code. You keeping your harder money is giving away in the tax code. How warped. How warped is it for a U.S. senator to look and think that government is doing with less and not you? That is insane. But that's what we have in Washington, D.C. The bottom line is we're not broke. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have it. Exactly. When was the last time you saw the government? need something or in their mind think they needed it that they didn't get it never one way or another that's never happened never and yet we can do with less all the time that's why when we come to the budget and we see trump's budget which has some great things in it we'll go through it in a second but when when you start having cuts in the federal budget for some reason there are government officials who are supposed to represent the people actually argue that government can't live with less. But when it comes time to raise your taxes, there's never an argument there. They're like, oh, that's perfectly fine. The American people can take a tax increase. But never can government live with less. Only you can. Now, you're about to hear the absolute outrageous statements from the left about budget cuts. Because the federal budget can never get smaller. Never. It can only get large. And when it does, it's a disaster. That's a problem. And when Trump is proposing, it's actually quite simple. He wants to cut back a lot of the agencies. He wants to um, defund some things. He wants to stop the year-end gravy train. If you ever work for the Fed, you know what that is. That's at the end of every year. If you didn't spend your budget, guess what you have to do? You got to spend it. Yeah, you, Every if you penny. don't spend it, you won't get an increase. And how can you live without an increase? And that's, so that's, that's the a way, simple one. That's the way every state has operated since the beginning of time. And when you throw another idea at them, they're kind of what? They don't get it. And nobody runs Bob their McDonald's business that way. Bob McDonald got it though, didn't he? Yeah, Bob didn't McDonald he? figured it out here in the Commonwealth. Yes, he did. So Trump is trying to do that in his budget. He says, "No longer are you going to spend." Every penny, just because you have to. Here's something else he wants to do. Stop improper payments. Do you know last year, the feds paid almost $1 billion to dead people? Damn, I need to die this week. <laughs> <laughs> Social Security paid $10 billion in 2019 to dead people. 
<laughs> yeah, it's Social Security. That's what he said. Social Security. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen he to hasn't this. been drinking our, any Corona. Social Security. Social Corona. Security. I have the coronavirus. Now give me another one. Listen to this. The, the Social Security states that they have 6 million people on their books at the age of 112 or older. The problem is there's only 40 people in the whole world, 120, 112 I'm only, older. I'm only how, 103. In, how insane is that? That's crazy. So Trump is saying we've got to stop improper payments. Do you, do you realize that we overpaid Medicare and Medicaid by $67 billion last year? $67 billion. And Trump is saying this is absurd. It's got to stop. And, no, and, the, left, and the left says no. That money. And by the way, here's what the left says. Mark Warner, here's what he said about it, about the things we just discussed. Simply put, the president's budget falls, fails Virginia. <laughs> he said the deficit at record highs thanks to his tax cuts for big business and the wealth. No, tax cuts don't cause debt. Spending does. Nice try, Mark Warner. John, the Latino Lee brother, you're on FM 92.7 and AM 820. WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show, John. Our government has gone completely loco. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> to use a yes. Spanish lingua there, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Remember what happened Firstly, last budget? Yeah, Shut the government down. down. The, the, the progressive income tax is unconstitutional. That's to begin with. It was brought in by people who knew they were going to, over the decades, jack it up and jack it up and jack it up. And they need to jack up and back off. Uh, so hang on a second. You, let me let me get you an answer, John. The progressive income tax, for those who don't know, is the more money you make, the higher your taxes. Right. And they, this go, the government used to run absolutely fine without a progressive income tax before Woodrow Wilson. There wasn't any deficits. There wasn't any – the Fed, and that's another thing that's unconstitutional. They answer to nobody. They don't answer to the voters. They don't answer to the people. Like the Constitution says, that government should answer to the people, you know, and everything I'm seeing, even in Richmond, with the fight over the guns, the Republicans don't know. They're playing with the markets of Queensbury rules and the other guys are playing street, uh, you know, yep. street football. Yeah, really? Yeah. I, I watched uh, one of our representatives play nice with Mr. Levine. And Levine is standing there going, well, if, you, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you'll obey this law. You're, like, you're talking about serfs and peasants. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's their view. You're, you're, you hit on something there that, that the Republicans have, have pretty much, a lot of them are pretty much going, okay, um, then let's just raise the magazines from 10 to 12. Some agreed with that. Other Republicans said, well, let's go to, just go to 17, and then you got my vote. It's all... It's all a con. How is it possible, though? How, how is it fair, legal, possible, whatever you want to call it, to outlaw something someone already purchased while it was legal? That's like saying, you know, refrigerators <laughs> burn too much energy. They're no longer legal and go kicking doors down to take the refrigerator away. I mean, it's a wrong. refrigerator is only a lethal weapon if you push it open on somebody. I'm a lion dog face pony soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to try. <laughs> Your phone calls next, 454-1366. Thanks for the call, John. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Sibling rivalry, brotherly love. 
the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. You know, I was just thinking. The left is so concerned about global warming. Now they got this uh, asteroid apparently rolling our way. And yeah, uh, I'm coming, sure it's coming right for us. I wonder if they're going to blame America for that. I wonder if it's going to get here this weekend. They're bl- Oh, we're going to find out well, tomorrow. No, tomorrow, okay. really? Seriously? Really? Seriously. Oh, wow, cool. You know, I think people have seen too many Valentine's movies. Today's Valentine's Day. So, boy, that's a heck of a Valentine's gift, isn't it? What? The meteorite? An asteroid the size of a building. Let me tell you something. What's if the that difference really in an happen, asteroid and a meteor? If that was really going to happen. You, he doesn't know. I, I can tell you the difference between an asteroid and a meteor. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, an asteroid is in space. A meteor has hit the planet. You can just walk over and pick a meteor. So an asteroid becomes a meteor once it passes through our atmosphere? No, once it hits the Earth. But if it passes through our atmosphere, it's ultimately going to hit our... Not true. It could burn up in the atmosphere and never hit us. Good try, yes, Richard. Good try. Hey, you didn't <laughs> hear me. I said once it passes through oh. the atmosphere, it's flying through the sky. You look up and say, whoa, that's a big hunk of rock. That's a meteor? I don't know. Tell me. At one point, is it a meteor before it collides with Earth? So you don't know. I'm just and saying, you're I'm asking you because here's the thing. I just gave you my answer. You didn't There's like There's an asteroid slash meteor headed right at us. Let me ask you a question. If, if you knew it was going to hit, let's just say if you knew it was going to hit somewhere in California, you know, what would you do? I'd go rent a fishing boat out and exit, I think. No, I'd get in my car and drive to California. I want that thing to land right on me so it's over that quickly. Instead, if you get in a boat, it's going to wipe you out eventually. You watch it come. Okay. I'm going to go watch that thing land right on my melon, and I'm done. But here's yeah. the thing. You've got a, a asteroid slash meteor coming right at California. You don't want to enjoy a little bit of time <laughs> <laughs> watching a direct so. hit on California. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll take it back. Maybe the San no, Andreas Fault for was Oklahoma. Like, maybe I'd go I, I, with you. That's true. Incredibly like California, good point. California, you picked a pretty rough state. <laughs> good point. All right, all right, coming up. Uh, <laughs> a pastor gives the prayer in the General Assembly, and Democrats walk out. I guess he said God somewhere in there, and the Democrats just freaked out. <laughs> and they ran out. Uh, we're going to cover that. With oh, you. No! Exactly. That's what you probably heard. And this, um, the uh, legal aliens get licenses now in Virginia. You can, you can get a license if you're here illegally. And well, why maybe, shouldn't maybe, they? Maybe, maybe then they'll quit cutting up the cows. Then there's... Wrong alien. Then there's this. At the Oscars, one of the guys was getting an award and said something that frightens the left. I can't wait to share that with you. Blow your mind. That's next. Check us out at 92.7fm820am.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly to our page. Your phone call is next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers. 92.7fm820. WNTW. I don't know. I'm just going to make it up as I go along. So, uh, why why they do that? Some are horrible people, horrible human beings. Who cares? No, 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 no. Get a hold of yourself. Virginia, a bill to help the elephants while attacking the Electoral College. What a freak show of massive reports. Incredible pork. <laughs> That's a lot of pork. It Think is. about it. One clip will show the demise of the Democratic Party. 
Stay with us. We'll play that clip from you. It's from the debate, and it it, it explains everything. And a pastor prayer, prays in the House, and the Democrats walk out. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, chilly Friday afternoon. It's going to go down to 19 degrees tonight. Can you believe that? That sucks. And it feels like I never want to love again. (laughs) Exactly. That's what happens to me. When it goes to 19, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I guess I actually have something in common with AOC. But anyway. There's a uh, there's a massive cultural battle going on in our country and in the Commonwealth, quite honestly. And uh, it, it, it shows its face from time to time. And it really also shows the dividing line between Republicans and Democrats. And um, this happened this week. Uh, a pastor, Grant, uh, showed up to give a prayer. Uh, Robert Grant, Reverend Dr. Robert Grant, I'll, I'll get it right here, Jr., was uh, on Tuesday morning, showed up to give a prayer at the General Assembly. It was over seven minutes long. Now, now I will tell you that I'm... I understand why the Democrats walked out. <laughs> exactly. Not saying I would walk out because I wouldn't. You know, the more the, the more you get, right. the better you feel. This, this became... So have prayer at every meal. I, I, but I, I, the Democrats right. walking out, out, outstanding. Yeah, I... I uh, the way I feel about this ended up being more of a speech than it was a prayer. And there's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. They, they take the opportunity to just grandstand instead of actually seriously praying. Wouldn't it make your meeting more productive? If what? You know, if, if your prayer went 15 minutes, wouldn't you, your meeting would be more productive. Your, your breakfast would be, would be, everything would be better. Your whole day would be better. There's nothing. I couldn't agree more with you with the prayer and, and what it actually means. But if it's more of a statement than a prayer, that becomes annoying. I don't, care. Guy, I don't care which side of you are on, right or left. If anyone's praying, it, it becomes a statement at some point. You've got to remember that you're actually praying to God and not making a statement for your audience. That's maybe the, the difference. The, maybe the pastor wanted to see how many he could chase out. Well, you do that when you make a couple statements like he did. Because it, it turns out, it turns out the pastor wasn't too politically correct about something, and nothing makes the left more angry when they're challenged on their stupid moral relativism, which means absolutely nothing. And a pastor comes out and says, "By the way, you're dead wrong on this," and he's praying. That would make someone mad. Here's the first segment that made the left cringe. I pray that you may understand that all life is precious. And worthy of a chance to be born. Uh-oh. God- Amen. Stop right there. Oh, no. I bet they started to get a little restless with that point. You've got to be kidding me. All life's precious? I'm about to walk out of here. I can't stand it. You're talking about a baby in a womb. I'm out. Oh, no! <laughs> Bye-bye. He continues. As the giver of life and people have no right or authority to take life. The unborn has rights, and those rights need to be protected. They should never be denied the right to exist, the right to develop, or the right to have a family. Wow. The Word of God has given us a warning. Woe to anyone who harms an innocent child. Praise be to God. Every one of you sitting here today can guarantee these rights to these little innocent children of Virginia. They are in their trimesters as we speak. Trimester, I think. Please do not ignore their little voices. I pray for a heart change today. And may the Lord God have mercy upon this leadership. Wow. I, I got to tell you, that's hard hitting, man. If you're powerful, going, you essentially go into the den of thieves 
and say something like that, you're going to be mocked and puned. But that wasn't the worst. I mean, being pro-life, it's pretty bad for the American left. I mean, if you're a Democrat and you're pro-life and you pray that way, there's really not a lot of worse things you can do except the second part of his prayer. (laughs) This is worse than being pro-life. I pray that this chamber will uphold the Virginia family, that the bills and laws being passed will always protect the biblical traditional marriage Uh-oh. as God instructed the first man and the first woman in the Bible. And there was that- the exodus. <laughs> I can't deal with it anymore. How, how dare you say man and woman in marriage? I'm out. And that's how the American left now, was the pastor making notes. OK, they left on this <laughs> further left on this. And then all of them went when I said this. All right. He continues. The two shall be one flesh. See, a, there's someone yelling. Is this a sermon or a speech is what it was yelled right then. Let me back it up a second just a little bit. You can hear it. Listen, here it is. That the two shall be one flesh. That a man and a woman shall be fruitful and multiply. We okay. should never rewrite God's. Uh, we should never rewrite what God has declared. Now listen to this. If Actually, a state good. wants to use God's law, and it needs to be respected. If you're, If it's not yours to change or alter its wording the bible is the copyright of god's word marriage is joined a by marriages to join a biological male and a biological female in holy matrimony not to provoke the almighty god wow without laws to protect traditional marriage virginia will reduce be reduced to increase fatherless children and welfare victims and homelessness tax burden to us all did you catch that did you catch that I mean, he essentially saying, if you don't have men and women marrying to raise children, you're going to have a government that has to do all these things. You destroy the family, then government becomes bigger. This pastor just offended every single leftist Democrat. He's pro the good work. He's pro life, and he actually believes that marriage is one man and one woman and should be upheld that way. The crisis that meant they walked out. By the way, that last little thing you heard was the gavel thrown down by the Speaker of the House to end the prayer in which he didn't even have a chance to say an amen. He never had a chance to do that. They just gaveled it and started on with the Pledge of Allegiance for all things. Wow. Our culture is an amazing turn of things. Now, let me just, let me show you another cultural turn. Richard, I want to get your take on this. This is at the Oscars. Donald Sullivan, oh, I'm sorry, Donald Sylvester shows up. He wins an award at the Oscars, okay? And it's for... Uh, Ford versus Ferrari music. And he gets up and he makes a statement that to me I thought was great, but the left went crazy. See if you can determine which part drove the left insane. Ford versus Ferrari is a marriage of sound and picture. So while I really want to thank my fantastic sound team, I also want to include the picture team and the mixers. In fact, Ford, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari it's probably the last film ever made by 20th Century Fox. So I want to thank, I want to thank Aaron Downing and Ted Galliano and Emma Watts. But the real support comes from home. So I want to thank my wonderful wife of 34 years, who gave up her editing career for me to pursue my career. But she raised our kids, and she did a great job because neither one of them are politicians. Wow. So what do you think ticked off the left? The marriage between sound and picture, plus the fact that his wife raised those kids. Bingo. Anything and everything but politicians. Here's what social media said. 
Brave women heroes sacrificing careers so white men can do. Brava women heroes sacrificing careers so white women can do what they want, want and not raise the kids. If Donald Sylvester's wife hadn't given up her editing career for him, would she be on the Oscar stage tonight? And here's another quote. In the future, we want lots of women on stage thanking their husbands for doing the same thing. You know what? This is exactly the kind of cultural war we're in. This guy can't even thank his wife for helping. To, and he did. He thanked his wife. And you know what? The camera was on her, and she was waving and saying great things and smiling. And the left can't stand it. And by the way, do we really want more husbands staying home with their kids while women do that? I'm not so sure we do. There is a natural inclination for women to do that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Boy, Actually, I kind of am. Valentine's Day, and you're making that statement. I'm just telling you, it's a fact, <laughs> and people don't like it. But there is a reason why there is a there's a reason why that works. Can but I come over to your house crazy. when we get off the air so I can watch? All right, your phone calls next. Those who are on the phones, stay on hold. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Richmond's conservative compass, the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Chief Joe in Williamsburg, you're on FM 92.7 at AM 820 WNTW with Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Let me just start off by saying that this is a result. A lot of people don't, I've spent a lot of time reading and studying this. There is a... German philosophy called the process philosophy that is the underlining toe of Marxist-Leninist communism, okay? Process philosophy means there is no more absolute truth. It is nothing more. Everything is a process, including truth. Everything is evolving, becoming. So there's nothing true or, or hold, hold a value. Because of that, we have gone from supernatural, belief in God, to natural, spiritual to material, eternal to temporal, and ultimately from personal, an individual, each person individual before God and before the law as valuable to social. What these people, these leftists who gaveled this preacher out, who don't want to hear these things that this man has to say, what they are trying to do to us is turn us in from individuals who are before law and God, valued into a bunch of social animals, which will ultimately result in us being considered nothing more than chattel and to be disposed of by the state as at their proxy and at their will. That is exactly, exactly right. And I'm hoping that everyone has listened to that because that is exactly, exa- you could know. Can you th- repeat that entire <laughs> statement? Exactly. That's very, very good. That was outstanding. Okay, that's awesome. And, and actually what it, it, it comes down to is, is leading to a socialist communist government. That's that's what you're saying is the logical conclusion of all this. That's what's coming next. And all we've heard this entire week is how the Democratic Party has no problem with socialism. Oh, you have some of people who are scared of Bernie Sanders, but you want the clip? You want an example of where the Democratic Party is today and why it's completely over? During the debate in New Hampshire, a certain question was asked that will tell you that the Democratic Party has no problem with socialism. Here's the question that destroyed the Democratic Party. Before I move on to Mayor Buttigieg, let me just ask, is anyone else on the stage concerned about having a Democratic Socialist at the top of the Democratic ticket? Nobody raised their hand. That was just like crickets. The sound of crickets. has a problem 
with a socialist at the top of their ticket. So the, the conclusion, the democratic socialist, no such thing as a democratic socialist. You're a Democrat, you're a socialist, or you're a communist. Well, There's, it, it doesn't fall in place. There's a lot of Democrats out there right now that are, they're like robots that somebody's taking half the batteries out of, and they're walking into walls. They have nowhere to go. They don't know where to go. Well, democratic socialist just means that people voted for socialism. That doesn't. That's, that, yeah, but how? Why? Why? Why democratic socialist? Because they think that if you vote for socialism, it's fine if you're voting for it. So it could be a conservative socialist. No, democrat and conservative, or democratic and conservative, are not the same thing. Democratic is essentially saying that people voted that way through the democratic process I for agree. socialism. But a diehard democrat and a diehard socialist. In my opinion, two different things, two different animals. You think the John, John Kennedy or Lyndon no, of Johnson? No, course not. This party completely co op by the left. Yeah, That's what I'm telling you. Exactly. That's why this one clip at the debate tells you this Democratic Party is a bunch of socialists. And there are many. Oh, by the way, someone did raise their hand in this. Amy Klobuchar raised her hand, but not to object to socialism, but object to dividing us. In fact, here it is. Here's what she tries to say. She says. I'm not. <laughs> Senator Klobuchar. Um, I, Bernie and I work ah, together all really, the time. Uh, time. But I think uh, we are not going to be able to outdivide the divider in chief. That has nothing to do with socialism. She embraced socialism. She just wanted to talk about it. This entire you know party gonna, is built They're going to find out just how divisive Donald Trump has been when it comes to November. When he gets 80% of the voice of the vote. When he gets the largest vote margin in the history of the United States. That's quite a statement, Richard. I don't know that our country's there. Ronald Reagan was holding that. I I do. I I believe it. Yeah, I did. I'm not sure. Almost twice as many as Ronald Reagan. And Ronald Reagan held held the bar there. Especially in New Hampshire, John Stark, who was a uh, colonel in the Revolutionary War, uh, is he co- akin to Tony Stark? Uh, coined the for nice. That's a that's phenomenal, Richard. That's really intellectually high of you. I thought anyway. you would like it because <laughs> you're a big fan of Tony Stark. John Stark. Am I? I didn't realize that. Oh, anyway. shut up. So John Stark exactly. coined this phrase: "Live free or die." That's New Hampshire, and that is in the primary. And Democratic voted for uh, Bernie Sanders, which, by the way, is the opposite of that. Live, live constraint of government or die. <laughs> yeah. Give us your money or die. I don't think people really understand this, what socialism is. I thought Reagan did a pretty good job way back when describing what could be coming. Listen, listen to what Reagan said in the 80s about socialism. This is the issue of this election. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital, can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. That is it in a nutshell, man. That is so simple. It is the idea that you can't do it, but Bernie Sanders can for you. Is it really that simple anymore, though? I mean, haven't they confused people enough to where they have no idea? All they think is uh, if we we go socialist, they get something. They get something. They get something. No doubt about it. It's not that simple. It's they get something. But if you hear that and you listen to what Reagan said, by getting something, you are turning over your freedom to some government 
And actually, Reagan continues here. I'll back it up just a second. Here's what he continues to do. Elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Now, it doesn't require expropriation or confiscation of private property or business to impose socialism on a people. What does it mean whether you hold the deed to the, or the title to your business or property if the government holds the power of life and death exactly. over that business or property? And such machinery already exists. The government can find some charge to bring against any concern it chooses to prosecute. And did we not cover that? Did we not cover that this hour with oh the banks? This is exactly what Reagan's talking about. They have the power to destroy you, whether you own the deed or not. Although socialism says that the, that the government owns the, the, the uh, businesses, even if you own it and they can do this, what's the difference? He continues. Every businessman has his own tale of harassment. Somewhere a perversion has taken place. Our natural unalienable rights are now considered to be a dispensation of government. <laughs> and freedom has never been so fragile, so close to slipping no from our kid. grasp as it is at this moment. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. Pretty good. Good question. Hard, hard to argue with that. But you know what? The American people are confused. They're ignorant of our founding. They're ignorant of federalism. They're ignorant of Article 1, Section 8 in the Constitution. They're ignorant of the power of a government because it's been so long since government has been unleashed to really do harm that the American people have forgotten it. We try to show you here on the show. We showed you what Al Green did, Congressman Al Green, in the first hour to just private bankers. I'm telling you, if Bernie Sanders, his ideals resonate with people, this country is over. And it should scare you. He's a heck of a salesperson. He's, I can't believe he can sell anything. The guy's a loon. Anyway, but he does. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. James Madison and George Washington would be so proud. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Yeah. So some are saying to us, um, Lee Brothers, Bernie Sanders isn't going to be the nominee. It's going to be a Pete Buttigieg. The only way that's going to happen is if they screw Bernie Sanders again. again. And they might. Is Pete really the uh, the moderate one? Well, it turns out not so much. When Pete was a bit younger, and it's hard to believe he was, because he looks <laughs> like he's 10 now. Doogie Hauser, uh, he, uh, a.k.a. Pete Buttigieg. He won a national essay contest when he was 18 by praising none other than socialist Barry Sanders. And that was three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bernie Sanders. What did I say? Saunders? Ber- oh, I said Barry. Oh, yeah. No, it's Bernie. It's definitely Bernie. Sorry. Let's see, Mark, that's why well, we... Well, how do we know we didn't praise Bernie's brother, Barry? No, because it has in, he has it in, his, in the essay, it actually says Bernie. Oh. And then right beside it says, feel the so burn. I can tell that uh, that Evelyn Wood's speed reading course is paying off for you, my brother. <laughs> he said in his, uh, in his essay that he's a self-described socialist, and that takes courage. <laughs> that is Pete Buttigieg. Oh, the moderate one who says when he's president, he's going to start a family 
in the White House. That's what I should have. By done. the way, does he understand? Just kidding, kids, if you're listening. Oh, my gosh. What did I say? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Do you understand that he can't start a family? His husband and him can't have kids. Oh, he can start a family. Oh, sure. Yeah, he must find someone else. He can't. You know, Elton John's got two little babies. And they're the cutest little No, he thing. doesn't. I love to hold them. Coming up, Virginia lawmakers vote to give legal aliens driver's license. And, of course, there's an elephant that needs protection. That's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNGW. People call me Spock for a reason. No opinion, no slant, just the facts. Yeah, right. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. The science of climate change is leaping out at us like a scene from a 3D movie. Wait a minute, what? A 3D movie leaping out? It's leaping out at us. He's leaping out at me? What is he? It's leaping out at us like a scene from a 3D movie, it's man. It's a really bad metaphor. Wow, I missed that voice. The late Doc Thompson there. I guess we're approaching the, we just passed the year anniversary of his sudden death. Miss Doc Thompson for sure. Lee Brothers, just after 532, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Patrick Henry, George Washington, and approaching President's Day this Monday. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left. All right, so uh, just in case you didn't hear this, the United States uh, led the entire world last year in reducing CO2 emissions. Now, you wouldn't know this if you listen to the American left, because the American left makes it sound like America is the dirtiest place to be on the planet. And we should be responsible for the entire planet's exactly. CO2 emissions. Right. We should, we sh- it's our fault. It's our fault. Yeah, we, we invented CO2. <laughs> we, but we led the entire world in reducing the CO2 emissions. So as, uh, as Senator um, Rubio said, we're not a, we're not a planet. We're, we're a country. And we're leading the planet in doing things right. So don't lecture us, you leftist, mindless pukes. Like, like we're the government and we do things right. Yeah, don't lecture us. About, Sounds a little bit like that. I don't know. I like Marco. About the planet getting all warm. You know, lecture someone else. What do you remember most about Marco? His little hands? <laughs> His short stature? I'm sorry, go ahead. I liked Rubio. I, thought he was I like Rubio, too. I think he's job. great. Yep. Phenomenal. I think, you know, any politician that looks up to us, <laughs> I like the guy. <laughs> That's just, terrible. Just saying. You're so I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm just, just there, out there. I shouldn't say it. There's a bill in the General Assembly that um, it's called dangerous captive animal exhibits. There's a penalty. It prohibits a keeper of dangerous captive animals from providing or offering to provide any individual for fee or charge the contact with such the animal. And I'm just so glad this is happening in the General Assembly. It's important. It's important. I missed out on on the things that are going on. I was so distracted by... I don't know, trying to raise the minimum wage, the gun attacks on law-abiding citizens, um, the raise of taxes, the gas tax. I was distracted by those until, you know, they probably had a room full of people debating this one in a committee room. 
You heard about the mountain lion in Caroline County, right? The guy had to get rid of it because a lady, like, I don't know, miles and miles away, was raising very expensive horses. She was afraid that this mountain lion, that this guy would go out and roll in the grass with and play with in the evenings, beautiful cat, nice pet, very tame, would break out and say, I smell me some quarter horses, and I'm going to go have me some horse stew. I mean, they were afraid this mountain lion would go off and kill these horses. So anyway, they uh, they made the guy get rid they of They flexed the their democratic muscle and made the guy get rid <laughs> yeah, of his cat. So now there's a bill in the General Assembly about these dangerous cats. It's interesting. Is that same person who was concerned about the pet cat worried about the wild ones? You know, there are so many mountain lions in Virginia now. My question is: She ought to be more worried exactly, about exactly the wild ones coming down out of the mountains. Not the pet guy one after than the one the guy had as a pet. What a phenomenal neighbor! That's a liberal neighbor. Yeah, yeah, liberal a, neighbors are like, I don't like your pet, therefore I'm going to lobby the government to stop your pet. That, um, that's that how that's how liberals pay for them. that long term. She, but they're going to pay for that. But isn't that true for liberals in general? I don't like that you can have a firearm, so I want to ban yours. Not the bad guys, just yours. Because the bad guys will always have them, no matter what I want. Oh, I don't like the fact that you drive an SUV that's bigger than my Prius. So I want the government to ban your SUV. Where conservatives are like, oh, you don't like my, well, I don't like your Prius, but you can drive it if you want. But liberals go, oh, no. This is how liberalism is. That's how they think. Suppose you mounted like an assault weapon or what they call an assault weapon, which in this day and time could be a BB gun for that matter. To the back of, I don't know, a pit bull. And said, there's an assault weapon on that animal's back. No, it's not. That's a pit bull. There's no, that's not an assault weapon. That's a pit bull. I have my views on Then you pick the gun up and you aim it and hunt with it with the dog. It wouldn't hurt the dog. I'm not in favor of harming animals. Let them dang, let their paws dangle while you fire away. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I think, I think it's a, Ingenious idea, and someone should follow up on that. <laughs> You're a lion dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so SB 1030 prohibits the keeper of a dangerous animal from offering contract or rides. There goes my chance of owning a mountain lion. So the patron of this bill suggested an exemption for Asha, who is a an elephant at the Natural Bridge Zoo in Lexington. They want an exemption for this one elephant. Oh, but they're punishing that elephant, that elephant by having it in a zoo. They should open the gate and smack him on the butt and say, adios. What's his name? Asha? Asha. Bye, Asha. The park owners, though, and staff, they actually argued, and at the testimony in the, for the bill, that Asha likes to give rides. Wouldn't it be cool to have and animals she would be like sad. that? Living wild around our neighborhoods. Just let them run. Honey, you better get on to school. You're going to be late. There's an elephant holding the door shut. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? That would be really I don't awesome. Know. It might sound dangerous. Anyway, the owners of this of this uh, elephant testified that the, that the elephant would be sad if she couldn't give rides anymore. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> and how do they know this? A little electro... electro- electronic modes on their head where they're testing their brainwaves. Now, the argument from the left, remember, the left (laughs) thinks animals aren't taken care of in zoos. 
argued that she lives in unnatural conditions without companionship her entire life. Now, I would argue against that. I and would how say, would the elephant know yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. You the elephant gets up going, in the morning and goes, holy crap, this is in a jungle? <laughs> I'm by myself. Oh. just a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I need a ride to the jungle. It's <laughs> insane. So Asha. Yeah, that's true. So Asha apparently uh, uh, has her entire life without companionship, like she knows. And then they go on to say that this is the argument from the left in the bill that her spine is not made to support the weight of up to 250 rides a day. At any moment, this 9,500-pound Asha could decide she does not want to perform or obey rides anymore. That's when they raise up their trunk, slap the crap out of whoever's in front of them, and trot off to their cage or, you know, wherever wherever they go. How in the world could they possibly know that an animal, a, a animal like an elephant, how would the elephant know that it wasn't one continuous ride for miles? To the, you know, the, the how would they is, know it's two hundred fifty different people on their back? Right, is right. what I'm saying. Yeah, you you absolutely get get the point of this. Um, you, you know, where does okay? Mark's telling us that elephants are the most intelligent animals. How do we know that? Some of the most. I'm sorry, but how do we know they're the most intelligent? Are they write in a book. I mean, do they? If they had thumbs, would they be driving? I don't know. I mean, they how do suck we... water up in their nose and they blow it all over you. Yeah, that shows intelligence because you did that the other day. Fill, they're going to hose you down. There's no question. So the so the I've fact... got a bag of peanuts in my trunk so right the now, fact but that... I can't find any elephants to feed them. To. <laughs> that doesn't show intelligence. That's my point. In fact, I don't what, know that having we having a bag of peanuts in your no trunk? the ability to suck up water in your nose and throw it everywhere like I think I've seen you do in my younger years. But that is. Wait till we go to break. This, 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 I don't know what's smarter, the elephants or the people writing this bill. Uh, I think the elephants in this case, elephants why probably they, have the advantage. Why are elephants case. even in this bill? Well, I'm, because there's one that gets the exception. They make this bill, this law, and then the, one of the, the, uh, the patrons says we have to make an exception. The, the bill says you cannot have a wild animal in contact and you can't ride it anymore in Virginia. That's Ever. it. Ever. Well, horses are wild animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a gray area. Mm-hmm. What about the jackasses? I mean, the donkeys. The, you mean the Democrat? Oh, you're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was too easy. I'm sorry. That was just, uh, forgive me. Forgive, forgive us. For, forgive. That was actually a good sound effect. You're a lion dog face pony shoulder. Oh, just... pony. I got it. A pony face. I got it. Dog face. dog face. Dog face pony. What was it, it again? It would just be so wrong to say elephant face. That's true. You're a lying dog face pony soldier. You believe he said that to a constituent asked a question? He's not I believe. Be, I, thought he was I honestly be, I think. I thought he was going to be the nominee, but I don't think so. No. He got that line off of a Western. And I honestly think he was rushed to go see these people, and he was dying to use that line. He just picked the wrong constituent. How rude. <laughs> because that woman is angry. So what do you think about illegal aliens getting a driver's license? If you break the law, they broke the law, and now the Democrats in the Senate passed the best B-34, 22 to 18, down party lines. It permits illegal aliens living in the state to obtain a standard driver's license, but with certain conditions. So you get to come in, you go, excuse me, I broke your law. I'm... This is what's unbelievable. I know you someone. Can, you can walk up and go, I broke the laws of the United States. 
I'm here illegally. You don't know anything about me. You don't know if I have diseases. You don't know if I'm here to hurt the country. You don't know if I even care about the country. But I'd, I'm here to get a license. The one thing you do know, I want my license. Exactly. And I have Democrats who support me. And I will drive with no insurance, and you won't do a thing about it. What about the, the illegal that had a valid license, no insurance, killed those two kids, 16 years old in Virginia How about Beach. that? How about that? How about a lady here in Richmond, Virginia? I know her. She got hit by an illegal immigrant with no insurance and permanently disabled. Mm-hmm. And a friend came to take her to one of her therapy appointments, and they're sitting at the stoplight, and she looks to her right, and there's the girl that disabled her driving another car. Guaranteed no insurance. I'll bet you no insurance. How they do don't we know? Do, are they going to do anything to these? No, they're no, not. They're, that's they're the problem not. with this. So we allow people to break our laws, come here. Then we put them at, we, do, we Do we even know anything about them? Do we have a, a, a birth certificate? We're just going to give them a license based upon what they say to us? Welcome to Virginia. The undocumented applicants must prove. I like that. The undocumented applicants. The illegal aliens who broke our law must prove they filed an income tax return. And the cards would also include text stating that it's not a valid form of ID for voting or public benefit purposes. Didn't right. We, didn't we sure. slow these licenses down back in September 11th, prior to September, after September 11th, because 19 of those hijackers all had Virginia licenses? Didn't we slow this down and tighten up the security? Now we're going to undo all of that. I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is disguised as caring the Democrat left cares about one thing, votes. They don't care about your That's safety. Right. They don't care about our country. They don't care about a distinct American culture. They don't care about anything but letting these people vote. And you think this is going to stop them from voting? Folks, under these new laws that are that are coming up, they get signed into law. They won't have to give. They can get a driver's license, but they don't need to buy insurance because, hey, we're not going to do anything to them if we catch them or they crash into you. And then they get to vote and not even show the driver's license. They get to go in and vote with no driver's license. This this state has turned radical in weeks. How messed up is is this whole? It has. It's a train wreck. It has. It is absolutely frightening. By the way, you think it's over? Now the Democrats in the General Assembly don't think your vote for president in Virginia should even count if the popular vote outweighs it. They just throw your vote away at that point. I kid you not, that's the National Popular Vote Compact. That is next, an elimination of the Electoral College. And your phone calls, 454-1366. No, be happy. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. Tired of talk show hosts that think they know everything? Call Scott and Richard Lee, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. As soon as I get home to California, I plan to lean back, kick up my feet, and take a long nap. I'll come to think of it, things won't be all that different after all. I guess we really shouldn't be shocked. The The level of ignorance of our Constitution is so obvious in today's culture. That's an old document that needs to be shredded it, it's, in most people's minds. The only thing that matters is what a politician wants to do. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. No one ever references it. No one really points to it. So I'm not shocked when I find out 
that people do not know what federalism is. I'm not shocked when they realize that there's enumerated powers in the Constitution that say the federal government can only do these 19 things. Most people have no clue that the Constitution limits the federal government. The ignorance of the American people in regards to our Constitution is a path to hell. And it actually leads to stupid things like the elimination of the Electoral College because they have no idea what it took to debate that, why it exists, why did Madison want it in there, what was the point of it. I mean, don't you think it makes sense to look back and say, hey, by the way, what was the purpose of this Electoral College thing? Instead of stupid statements like Elizabeth Warren, who goes out and says, I just think we ought to be elected the people who make, got the biggest votes. And everyone goes crazy. Has she dropped out yet? No, she hasn't. She needs to. This was one of the final things that was left before the Constitution was complete. In August, they, 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 it was almost all over, except for this one point that they had to work out. The Virginia plan called for the legislators to, to elect the president. That was rejected. It finally came down to uh, what we currently have with the help of Madison. But that doesn't tell the story on why it was debated. The issue was simple. We can't have the, the, the big states run roughshod over the smaller states. We can't have people in New York and California. Of course, California didn't exist then. But we can't have the people in the big places making all the policy. And that's what's going to happen. Virginia just voted the far left priority of the House of Delegates or the House Democratic Caucus is to eliminate your vote. Now, what do you mean your vote, Scott? Well, Virginians should decide who wins the electoral votes, not California or New York. Do you realize if we go to this national popular vote compact and it turns out that the president or whoever wins the popular vote would get all your votes no matter what? No matter what. So New York and California could vote the guy in, and your electoral college votes have to go to him. That's what the Democrats are saying. In other words, it means nothing. This is so simple historical constitutional lessons that it's laughable. Now, the left does a pretty good job in their world of emotionalizing everything. Don't look at the Constitution. Just what do you think is right? It's an old piece of paper. Do you think it's fair that someone could lose the popular vote and still be president? And then most American goes, no, that's not fair. When Trump won the presidency and lost the popular vote, the left said it wasn't fair. But the game isn't played that way. Never has been. It never has been. It's by design. It's like saying this. In the World Series, the Washington Nationals versus the Houston Astros, the Houston Astros scored more runs than the Washington Nationals, but the Washington Nationals won four out of seven games and ended up winning the World Series. It would be like the Democrats coming back and said, is that fair? Don't, shouldn't the 
Houston Astros have won because they scored more points. And most of them, America would say, yeah, there's just one problem. That's not how the game is played. If the game was played by who won the most points, don't you think it would change everything? Of course it would. If we're going to pick a president based on national vote, who wins the most votes, the game would be played differently. You would never, ever see a president going anywhere but New York, New Jersey, maybe Chicago, and the West Coast. You would never maybe see Florida, them. maybe Ohio, you would maybe never, Pennsylvania. No, no, you Just wouldn't saying. see those because maybe they don't Texas, matter. Maybe There's maybe. no population there. It's only about population, period. So you would never see that. It doesn't matter how many electoral votes Ohio has because it's about the popular vote. It would ruin the entire system. Which has been in place for how long? Forever. 1787. Forever. I don't, I'm not surprised. It's scary times, people. I'm not surprised that the ignorance of most of America falls prevy to the Democratic talking points. And I'm not surprised that Democrats who have no knowledge of federalism or anything else in the Constitution can easily manipulate you to think that we ought to eliminate it. But you voted last November for this. You got what you asked for. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 92.7 FM, 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers, proclaiming liberty over tyranny on AM 820 WNTW. That is is what we call a rap. But it's not a lying dog-faced pony soldier rap. That's right. It's not? What would a lying dog-faced pony soldier eat? What would he eat? Yeah, fried chicken, fried coyote. I don't know. Mountain lion. Did you see that uh, Richmond schools have celebrated dog the, food? That makes sense. The official dedication of the Barack Obama Elementary School. No, I didn't see that. So it, it's <laughs> now it's now it's now official. Jeb Stewart Elementary is now Barack Obama Elementary, and I guess to those in charge, it means the students will learn better. Oh, well, it's it's going to be so much better. Oh. Hundred years from now, we're going to look back and go, "Wow, it's, I'm so oh, it's so much better, so now. much better, so much better." Mayor Stoney said, "The name speaks to the hope and dreams of students who walk through these doors." Uh, no, it doesn't. No, it's it just doesn't. a name. It's, it's a name. Freaking ridiculous that you even care so much about the name on the building instead of what's being done inside the building. Where do you go to school, <laughs> Jeb Stewart Elementary? Oh, I mean Barack Obama element. Oh, well, you're better now than all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. You should feel better that it's Barack Obama elementary. Was Jeb Stewart an evil man? No. Did the kids even know who he was? Did you know there's a Jeb Stewart monument up off Route 1 up near... uh, Should be removed. Virginia Center Commons. It probably will be now that I've said something, huh? (laughs) I apologize, Jeb. All right, check us out. 820. No, here. You check us out here. 92.7 FM, 820 am.com no it's 820wntw.com let me try that again 92.7fm820wntw.com click on the lee brothers takes you directly to our page did you get it right no 927fm820am.com no wntw.com 
That's, oh, it's so right here. All right. Manning, all right, all right. It's AM. 927 FM 820AM.com. We'll you can't right. even hear your own thoughts around here with all the racket around here. Here's an idea Google it. You'll find us. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a safe weekend, and we'll see you next Friday right here on FM 92.7 and AM 820 WNTW. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time, we made a difference. We made the city stronger, we made the city freer, and we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you.